inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining today. Today, you will hear a really inspiring story of a man who became first a singer and then a professional speaker. After his American Idol audition, William Hung's rendition of She Banks became famous for all the wrong reasons. Despite a humbling start, William redeemed himself. He has since appeared on Jimmy Kimmel's live and the Ellen DeGeneres show, and even performed live with Ricky Martin in Las Vegas. William has spent the last few years studying the world's top performers and public speakers to uncover their secrets to success. Using what he discovered, he skyrocketed his first studio album, Inspiration, to number one on the independent Billboard charts. His latest TEDx talk has already been viewed by over 35,000 people in less than a month. He now helps purpose-driven business owners go from hidden gem to industry rock stars by leveraging public speaking. He helps them uncover their unique message and leverage it to get booked and sell out their stages, webinars, and live streams. Hello, William. Hi. Good morning, good evening, and then Finland. <laughs> oh, yes, true. Yeah. Getting the evening quite soon here in, here in Finland and for you it's uh, quite early morning, but it's great that you made time to, to talk with us. It's, it's fabulous. Um, I really want to hear more about your, your journey. I'm sure I read a bit about that, but I'm sure many in the audience haven't. So please tell us how everything started for you. You became first a singer and later a professional speaker. Yes, I auditioned for American Idol back in 2004. And for many years, I haven't really thought about becoming a professional speaker. I was an entertainer, very successful entertainer. I traveled all over the world doing it full-time for about four years. But then my entertainment business slowed down. Mm-hmm. At that point, I had a choice. Do I want to keep going with showbiz or should I get a stable job? Mm-hmm. I chose a stable job because I didn't feel the need to keep taking risks as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I got a government job that I'm okay with, but maybe it's not my dream job. And I've been working for the local government in Los Angeles for the last seven years. So about two years ago, my friend asked me a, a question. She said, William, are you going to be happy if you just keep hiding behind your desk for the rest of your life? I said, no. She said, so what are you going to do about it? I said, I don't know. Then she suggested, well, think about your first album, Inspiration. Mm-hmm. You were successful, not because of your singing talent, but because of the inspirational messages in between the songs. Then my light bulbs went off. That's what gave me the idea that, oh, maybe I can get into speaking. Mm -hmm. And since then, you have been being trained, uh, being on stage uh, many, many times. Uh, How was being this last uh, two years, maybe 
until that? Yes, yes. Uh, so in terms of my speaking background, I started joining Toastmasters International about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found I found a poster near my work uh, because my my work uh, is it, I am delivering value for sure, but. One of the pet peeves <laughs> is that I'm I'm actually reading and analyzing a lot of depressing police reports, so so things like rape, murder, burglary. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like oh, it, it's not the most happy thing, mm, right? Yes. So so after work, I needed to find something more fun to do, uh, and and then I saw that the advertisement for Toastmasters. It's like yes. Maybe maybe I can get get in there and just find that performance spirit again within mm-hmm. myself. So that's that was my 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 thinking. Uh, and then as I did more speaking, I thought, oh, okay, this is this is really fun. I really enjoy it. Uh, that's that, and that's how I decided to take that next step a couple of years ago with my friend's help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I guess I saw a few videos of you, the recent ones, and I, I can see that you like uh, performing. And as you have mentioned, it was always inside you, even though you you are doing other other jobs. Yeah. And how would you describe now that you have uh, accomplished such much uh, much better level as a speaker yourself? What how you define a, a great speaker? Well, for, I learned a lot. Uh, Even it was just two years traveling around the world, around the United States for speaking. What makes a great speaker is he or she can customize the presentation and experience for the audience so that they can, so that they can build that unique connection with the audience. It's not about being perfect or the most polished. It's about making it memorable and impactful. Mm-hmm. For you, for instance, uh, from your personal story, what uh, what is the elements that make uh, this connection that you're, you're mentioning? It's, it's absolutely true what you say. It's most of the time you, you re- require that connection with the audience to to inspire people or to just to bring a message effectively. So in, in your personal case, how, how it works? What makes this connection? I, I did two TEDx talks in the last two years, uh, and there's a big difference between the two of them. Uh-huh. The first one I did, uh, both of the, the first one I did in the Los Angeles area, I just thought, well, maybe I can just share my American Idol journey. I'm sure people would love to mm-hmm. hear that, like how, how, uh, I was able to overcome the odds and, uh, thing was that I was proud of the speech I delivered. It wasn't like I just got up to the stage and gave a bad speech. But the second speech, uh, the, what, what was different and what allows me to get 35,000 views in less than a month for, from TEDx Chula Vista was how I customized the speech uh, based on the audience. For that event, I learned how Chula Vista Elementary was one of the main supporters for the event. Mm-hmm. And that means there are a lot of educators, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, potential like like college students. So, and then I looked at my life. I look at all the stories that I could share. I chose 
the, the story about my high school student teaching experience. And I said, I even sang a, a, a few verses from the algebra song. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So that, so that created that unique bond with that audience and people love hearing it and sharing it. Mm-hmm. So the, the first one, the first TEDx talk was more like speaking to everybody, more broader. You share, right. you share the stories. Right, right, right. It's, it's just like, okay, uh, whatever I feel is best, I went, with the, I went with it for the first one. But the second one is, okay, I, I have some idea what might work, but why not talk to people attending the event? You know, why not learn more about them and what they want mm. to hear? Right. That's, that, of course, was a, was a great uh, decision that you made. Do you now at this point have some formula to create this, uh, the right talk for the, for the right audience at the right moment? Do you have already some formula, some piece of advice? Yes. And, uh, towards the end of the show, I also make sure this is a free gift that your, your listeners can, can download and mm-hmm. use for oh, their thanks. speaking. Yeah. It is called the four pillars to becoming a speaking superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea is to think about your your life goals, uh, your your speaking goals, and get and get clarity on that. And then you target the right audience. You adjust your mindset from a place of uh, re- like truly giving uh, to to the audience. And then you could uh, commit to it by, by raising the stakes, like go all in on that one direction. Mm-hmm. And what type of audiences you you address more more commonly today? I would say that that is, I thought here's one of the the, the secrets, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that's a good good segue for for the business advice for speakers. Uh, I it's not so much that you have to narrow your uh, target audience to just one audience. It's more about solving a specific problem for a given audience. And what I mean by that is that imagine real estate, financial professionals, educators, maybe see health coaches, they all have similar problems. We all have problems and challenges related to health, wealth, and relationships. Mm-hmm. So the problem I usually solve is the happiness, more the happiness part of it. So it would be, so it could be all three, but usually it's more the, of the relationships, like making peace within yourself. So I try to reframe, uh, uh, customize it and reframe everything depending on the, on the cha- uh, specific challenges. One particular experience I had was speaking for Remax for, mm-hmm. for real estate. Uh, and the way I customized the presentation was I, I talked to the organizer. I talked to her and see what the top challenges were. And she told me that one of the main challenges is managing very high workloads for, for mm-hmm. because they are their own business. They have to do every, a lot, a lot of the, the realtors, they have to do everything themselves from marketing to manage mm-hmm. to talking to people. So yes. that, that's very stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, so I, okay. So now that I know that, I, 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 I chose stories related to building my speaking business and what that feels like when it, when I had to start from scratch, you know, to walk my way up. Mm-hmm. And what will be your best advice for, um, the best, let's say business advice for, for speakers? Right? If you see it from the, 
not, on, not only the skills point of view right, that we have right, talked, right. but also the, the business advice. Okay, so of course, of course. Uh, so another, another uh, big lesson I learned is that you have to run a business like a business for speakers. You actually need a sales system. Mm-hmm. I, I know I learned that because, because uh, it's a shame that I don't have a sales system until this year, <laughs> earlier okay. this year. Uh, and, and you know the reason I didn't have one is because you know, like like I mentioned earlier, for the first four years through the entertainment industry, all the it feels like all the opportunities just came to me, and and it's kind of the same thing for some of my some of the the four later years as well. It's like okay, if I if I'm getting these opportunities, maybe I don't have to work so hard. Maybe I could just mm-hmm. sit around and hope for the referrals. But what happens when those referrals stop coming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So that's why now I have a more, much more proactive system. How I how I want to do my outreach, how I want to follow up uh, with the decision makers, how how I even want to talk to the decision makers. I have a system in place. Mm-hmm. So you consider yourself like a sales salesperson of your own brand? You, you have to. You, you really have to. Yes. Mm. So I think it's, it's true. I think it's a must for any professional speaker, performer. Uh, coach unless they're already very famous and you say the referrals come easily that and as as you know that the fact that you might have a let's say fully booked for 2020 doesn't mean that the years coming after that will be the same oh yeah yeah unless you're active yeah for sure so could could you tell me a bit one person you have been coaching directly uh, in in speaking and speaking business uh, some you don't you don't have to say name of course but you can tell yeah how, how you have been helping yes one of my clients she works with christian women to overcome their mental barriers so that they can achieve their maximum potential and one of the main, big results that i've gotten uh, for her was how she got the audience to tell her that her speech was masterful even though it was her very first speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fabulous. And now, as you mentioned, you have had two TEDx talks. Can you tell me a bit of the a bit of the process of being coached? So how um, how you work with your coach and how based on the work you the the effort you spend you yes, you have this yes. final very good talk. Yes. Uh, so I actually help another one of my cl- uh, clients to get a TEDx talk in the, coming up in November. Uh, so that's how I know that, that you do not have to be famous to get on the TED, TED, TED talk stage. Mm-hmm. Because for me, if I got the way I got my two TED talks, I got invited. But there's a difference between getting invited and then going out there, talk to people, and then get accepted, right? It's yes. a big difference between the two. So I, I now feel confident to help even more people to get there. And the way you get there, Mm-hmm. is not to build out your entire talk first. So that's the, that's the one of the uh, common problems that we have because it's very common for us to think, okay, we need to spend a lot of time, maybe 50 hours, 100 hours, come mm-hmm. up with this fantastic talk that nobody wants to hear. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. So instead of doing it that way, the way I worked with her was I, we sat down uh, I, we looked at like 
uh, what is out there already about her core idea, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and then how uh, she can adjust it so that she can differentiate herself. And then what I did was I helped her pitch to the o- local organizers mm-hmm. for six different TEDx events. And then she got accepted into one, and then off we go. Now we build a speech based on that. Right, but it's important to make a good, a、uh, good pitch, good proposal, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, that is the key thing. Okay, excellent. William, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? This quotation is not, it's not,、uh, it's not from some famous person. But it came from one of my mentors, and it sticks to me with my heart. It's like true to my heart. She told me that the only way you can fail is if you stop trying.、Mm-hmm. So the only way you can fail is if you stop trying. That's right. Yeah, it could be more true, and I think you're a you're a living example of that. You no, know, you have had failures, and you ke- you kept going, you kept trying. Yeah, after setbacks, and that's why you are here. Could you now share with us,、um, recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? One book. Oh, I recently、mm-hmm. I reading. Let me see. Yeah, am I reading it? What book am I reading right now? <laughs> oh,、uh, I'm reading a book called、uh, "Stories That Stick" by Kindra Hall. Uh huh. So t- tell me so, a bit about that. Oh yeah.、Uh, so this book is about、uh, storytelling techniques,、uh, and the, and the interesting thing, without、mm-hmm. giving the whole book away, obviously,、yeah. the interesting thing is、uh, she talks. She mentions the kind of stories you need to craft in your speeches.、Uh, so so that's that's very fascinating because it, because let's you know we could share our. Daily stories. We can talk to friends, but what she's suggesting is maybe we can be more strategic with how we craft the stories and what kind of stories to spend time on.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like an excellent read. I have heard about that book, Stories That Stick,、mm. and the author is Kindra Hall. Kindra Hall, exactly. Yeah, I have heard about that. I have seen the the cover, but still haven't read.、So、oh. Sounds、oh. mm-hmm, sounds like a good one on my my reading list. <laughs> yes, excellent. And finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you would recommend us do it regularly, a routine to shine? This you have to make sales calls every day, every weekday. Ouch! It, it sounds it is it, and I, I it's because we have to pitch ourselves. Nobody is going to pitch up for us. So I I, le- I learned so much from me,、uh, proactively、uh, talking to people who could bring me on stage.、Uh, mm-hmm. One of the interesting experiences that happened recently, there were two phone calls.、Mm-hmm. One of them went terrible. <laughs> one of them went fantastic. <laughs> So I start with the one with that, that went terrible. Yeah.、Uh, I I called a, re- a real estate association.、Uh, both of them are United States.、Mm-hmm. I called one of them, and I said, "Hi, Adam. This is William Hung. I help real estate professionals increase sales while managing high workloads." And then the CEO cut off right there, say,、mm-hmm. "No thanks."、Mm-hmm. That was it. He hung up on me. 
And I just thought, oh my god, did I do something wrong? It's it's kind of like the it reminds me of the same moment when Simon stopped me <laughs> during my American Idol audition. Mm. It's like what what did I do something wrong? And then and then I, I talked to uh, my my mentors, my friends. They told me, you know, William, you need to change your approach. Maybe don't uh, stop assuming the value that that they want uh to hear. Maybe you need to ask them about what they want to accomplish first. So I this, mm-hmm. in the second call, I changed my approach. I said, "Hi, Amy. This is William Hung. I'm calling about this 2020 ABC conference. I'm not sure if I'm a good fit to help with your event as a speaker, but I want to learn more about what you want to accomplish." Mm-hmm. And then she opened up. She told me a lot of uh-huh. issues that her association has. And then I got shortlisted for next year's conference. They're going to make a decision next month. Good. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Thanks for sharing these two stories. And and I couldn't agree more. No, just making cold calls. Some people might say, ah, that's not for me. But if you are, want to be professional, you want to continue being an entrepreneur, well, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. And the reasoning behind this is because no hope is not a strategy. You know, you can't just hope that that things will come to you. Mm. So yeah, it's good. So I'm glad to learn how I can be more proactive and approach it. You know, in a way that w- that people could w- will resonate. I mean, obviously, not every call will go well, but the ones that didn't go well, maybe there's something to learn from it, and then we just keep push, keep moving forward. Exactly. So that's the right attitude. Thanks a lot, William, for this conversation. Um, please tell us how. Or oh, listen, I can find more about you, the, the work you're doing. Uh, so my website is willhung.com, W-I-L-L-H-U-N-G.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Well, excellent. Many, fun to, many ways to find you, William. Again, it was a pleasure talking with you and all the best. Thank you so much, Oscar. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time. <laughs>